I want you to understand something in the inception of this teaching. I want you to understand clearly something about God's church on planet Earth. God's church is not going down. It's going up. It's not getting weaker. It's getting stronger. And I have 12 people that believe it. I said it's not getting weaker. It's getting stronger. When the largest facility seating-wise in a county, I, I, I think, the largest facility besides like the racetrack or something like that or, or maybe across the street in Daytona, when the largest facility is a church, the largest seating capacity is the church you're sitting in right now. When, when that's about the biggest thing you got going in the whole county, it tells me that we're not getting weaker, baby. We're getting stronger. God's church is not afraid. God's church are, is as bold as lions. God's church is an overcoming place. And one of the things that I love to talk about more than anything else almost is the anointing. Recently, I've been doing a lot of reading and writing and studying on the anointing. In fact, my next book is going to be chock full of a revelation on the anointing that God has given me. And, and the anointing is something that most of us have heard about our entire lives. We've already established that the anointing is God's endowment and God's endorsement. But we look at the anointing singularly. We look at it as just one facet. Because we only have one English word to describe the anointing, and that is the word anoint. So we see it in one dimension. But as I have studied God's Word, I found out that in the Greek and Hebrew of the Bible, from which the, the Word of God is translated into English, the Old Testament is Hebrew and the New Testament from the Greek, there are over a dozen words for the anointing, a dozen different descriptions of the anointing. And every single word represents another facet of what God wants to provide in our life. Every single word represents a different manifestation of his power in our life through the anointing. We see the anointing as one dimension, but every single word points us to a perspective that God brings specific anointings for seasons and situations. That's why David said in Psalms 92.10, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil. In other words, David understood that the anointing that he received all the way back when he was anointed to be king as a young teenager, that anointing was good, but God wanted to continually anoint him. He wanted to bring him fresh oil. See, many people are trying to fight today's battles with yesterday's oil. They're trying to have today's victory with yesterday's oil, but David David was a man who understood that God would bring new anointings for every season. See, God just doesn't anoint you for seasons. He anoints you for situations. Ah. 
He anoints you for circumstances. He anoints you for the fight you're in right now. He anoints you for the mountain you're climbing right now. He Listen, yesterday's anointing was for yesterday's issue, but God said, I'm bringing something fresh. God said, I'm bringing something that is so specific to your circumstance that I can't even call it what I called it yesterday. He said, I got a whole other word that I'm going to use for it. I know I'm getting deep, but there are over a dozen words in every single word, and I'm going to just unfold and unpack a few, but every single word represents another facet, another way that God empowers us to handle the seasons and the situations that we're in. What if God had an anointing that he wanted to pour out on you for the moment you're in right now? I mean, thank you for yesterday's anointing, but how many of you are a candidate for the fresh oil anointing of God that he's going to pour out? Make a little noise if that's you. Somebody say fresh oil. Now, watch this. Several types of anointing. And I'm going to just talk about a few. One of the types of anointing is the anointing called Belial. Belial anointing is the root word or the Hebrew word. Uh, the root of that Hebrew word is Belial. And it means a flooding anointing. It means an overflowing anointing. It means an abundant anointing. It is the anointing for abundance. It is the anointing that releases more than enough. It is the anointing of overflowing. I'm wondering, how does that sound to you? How does it sound to have more than enough of what you need in every situation that you find yourself in? We try to contain the abundance of God in just matters of money. We try to just reserve it for matters of money. And the truth is, we all need a little money. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all are, y'all. How many of you had to pay your light bill this month? We all need a little bit of money. Who gets a, a, a pass at the Red Lobster where we're not going to make you pay now because we just like you? Tell your neighbor, I need a little bit of money. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I need some money. I, I got bills. I got situations. I, I need some money. And God is not the God of just enough. He's the God of more than enough. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm hooked up to the provider, and he has more than enough of everything I need. But let me tell you, you, get, you cannot contain the promises of God and the abundance of God in one dimension. You can't just say, God only gives me more than enough money. Know this Belial anointing that I'm talking about that God wants to release on us. It's an anointing that provides more than enough healing, more than enough joy, more than enough peace, more than enough wisdom an overflowing of power, an overabundance of breakthrough, an overabundance of victory. If there was a way that you could start seeing the abundance, the belial of God manifesting in your life, would you not want it? Would you not like to have more than enough joy? Do you get tired of just barely scratching by, trying to live day to day? But if you knew that there was something you could claim 
from another world? If you knew there was an anointing that you could claim that would cause you to rise with not just enough, but more than enough, would you not cry out and say, God, I want that Belial anointing? How many of you, maybe, just maybe, you would say, I'm a candidate for that Belial anointing? God, if you're going to pour it in on anybody, pour it on me for the next season of my life. Make a little bit of noise if you would receive the Belial anointing of God. That's another facet of what God wants to provide. I want it in my life. Then there's the dashing anointing. The dashing anointing means the anointing that makes you fat. Come on, baby. I got that on lock. Can I get a witness? It, it, it means especially satisfied. It, it means to be especially satisfied. My goodness, who wants to be especially satisfied in the next season of your life? I mean, you want to be delivered from striving and drama and trying to measure, trying to get it and trying to make it happen. You just want to be satisfied. I'm not telling you that you have to settle. God ain't called you to settle. But I'll tell you what else God hadn't called you to do. He hadn't called you to just survive. Mm. See, let me tell you, struggling is overrated. Can I get a witness in the room? I'm going to say it again. I said struggling is overrated. And, and we think that we are just called to survive. I'm just going to survive, Pastor. I, if I can just to survive, I'm a surviving, not going to. I'm just. It took all the strength I had not to fall apart. Just firing hard to mend the pieces of my broken heart. And so you felt like dropping in and just expect me to be free. But now I'm saving all my loving for someone who's loving me. Go now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now, because you're not welcome anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with your lies? Did you think I'd crumble? Did you think I'd lay down and die? Oh, no, not I. I will survive. I am not going to just survive. Jesus didn't die for me to just survive. Jesus didn't raise from the dead for me to survive. There is more, and I want it in Jesus' name. I'm not telling you you have to settle, but what I am telling you is this. God has an anointing that makes you especially satisfied. Being satisfied means I'm not stressing out. Being satisfied means I'm not going to live my life stressing out. Being satisfied means I'm free from striving. Oh, Holy Ghost, talk to us. Is there anybody in the room that wants to get free from striving? It's that I just can't make it. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. The devil is a liar. Here's what I spoke over my staff Friday in prayer. I declared to my staff that in, in 2016, the rest of this year, we are not going to strive, but we are going to get into a season of restful production. We're going to see God do miracles, signs, and wonders, and we'll just be satisfied. Every time we turn around, we're going to have the anointing of satisfaction. Is there anybody in the room ready to walk in the dashing anointing of God and say, God, I want to be satisfied. I don't want to be stressed out. Now, 
Then there is an anointing called the Yitshar anointing. The Yitshar is defined as the oil that causes or makes new and causes to shine. It is literally the new season anointing. Ugh. It is the anointing for the new. See, some people are trapped in the old because you're trying to operate with yesterday's anointing. But God said, I have a new season of anointing. I have a new season anointing for you. Who's tired of old drama? Who's tired of surviving, barely getting by in a season of worry, frustration? You're just tired of getting by. See, see, it's time to claim the Yitzhar anointing. It's the anointing that makes everything new. 39 times or, or periodically throughout the Bible, this word Yitzhar is mentioned. And it's mentioned so prolifically and so profoundly in the Bible at critical times. And one of the times it is mentioned, it's talking about when Zechariah rebuilt the temple. And the Bible said he led, Zerubbabel led the charge and Zechariah did the prophesying. And what happened was the Lord promised an anointing that would make the temple new. But here's what people thought. We're just going to have a recondition, remade, reworked, remodeled thing of the past. But God said, no, you're not going to get a remodeled version of what you used to have. He said, I'm about to bring an anointing that will make that old temple brand new. It's gonna be like something you've never seen. It's gonna be like something you've never been in before in your life. He said, the glory on the latter house shall be greater than the glory on the former house. Some of you have been saying, if I can just get back to where I was, if I can get back to what I had, if I can just get back to what I used to be. But God brought me here to tell you that the devil is a liar. God is about to unleash a Yitzhar anointing in your life, and you're not going to be reconditioned or remade or some kind of version of what you used to be. But God said, get ready for a new season that's going to manifest the brand new. How does that sound to anybody in the room? Who's that? Make a little noise if you're ready for a new season. Well, I'm going to keep teaching, but just push your neighbor. Just push him and say, you can sit there. You look kind of cute. Come on, you look kind of cute. You can sit there, but I'm about to praise God for the new season manifesting in my life. I'm about to praise God for the Yitzhar anointing. Ah, the devil's tried to tell you the best it was is the best it will ever be. But God brought Jim Rayleigh here to tell somebody there is a new season being released, new revival, new victory, new breakthrough, new relationships, new open doors, new businesses. Somebody. I, I, can't, I can't stay trapped in an old season. Huh? I don't want to stay trapped in a season that I've outgrown. Come on, somebody. If God has a new anointing for a new season, who wants it? Mm.
Now then there, there, there is, and I taught on this a couple of weeks ago, it's the Mashiach anointing. Somebody say Mashiach. You got it. The Mashiach anointing is the anointing of the Messiah. It is literally the anointing of Jesus. Who's the Messiah? Oh, come on, you know that. That's not a trick question. Come on. I said, who's the Messiah? Jesus. The word Mashiach is the Hebrew word Messiah. So when we receive the Mashiach anointing, it is the literal anointing of the Messiah, the anointing, the very anointing of Jesus. And dozens of times in the Old Testament, the word Mashiach appears. And in fact, in two places, it is translated into the literal word Messiah. And when we think of the Messiah's anointing, we think that is something that is totally and completely reserved for only Jesus. We think that we can't have that anointing, but Hebrew scholars and sages and rabbis, they actually believed all through the Old Testament and even, even those that are Messianic, they believed that men could rise up in the Messiah's anointing who were not actually the Messiah. They believed that Moses rose in the Messiah's anointing and led the captive and set them free. They believed that Abraham carried the Messiah's anointing while he was on planet Earth. They believed Saul had the Messiah's anointing when he prophesied as king. They believed that David uh, carried the Messiah's anointing, and David believed it himself because he said, he said in the book of Psalms, he said, look upon your anointed. It's the word Mashiach he used. He said, look on me like I am favored by you, like I am the Messiah. He said, don't look at me like I'm myself. Don't look at my limitations. Don't, don't, don't look at my issues. Don't look at my problems. Look beyond my faults and see my needs. Don't, don't look at my weaknesses. And see, when you rise to claim the Mashiach anointing, you're saying, don't look at me with my weakness. Don't look at me, God, like I've got problems. Don't look at me like I was bound up and messed up over my past. Don't look at me in my limited capacity. He said, look at me and see me like you see Jesus. See me like you see your son. See me as an overcomer. See me as a devil binder. See me as a miracle worker. Look on me like I'm the Messiah. Now, now the Messiah's anointing, what did it do? In Isaiah 61 and in Luke 4, Jesus actually quoted Isaiah 61, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is from the Messiah's mouth in Luke 4. In Isaiah 61, it was prophecy, but Jesus said, the, 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 the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach hope to the poor. He, he has anointed me. He has anointed me to heal the broken hearted. He has anointed me to set the captives free. He has anointed me to comfort those who mourn. He has anointed me to open the blinded eyes. He has anointed me to rebuild broken generations. He has anointed me to walk in double portion power. Read Isaiah 61. He has anointed me. He, he, he said he anointed me. And then Jesus said, greater works will you do. I go to my father. He said, the same anointing of Mashiach that is on me is now on you. He said, I'm anointing you with the Mashiach. Oh, you ain't there yet. I'm anointing you with the Mashiach anointing. How does that sound? How would you like to walk in the 
the anointing of Jesus. So when the enemy came in like a flood, you could say, wait a minute, I've been anointed. He said he anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Put your hand on your chest and say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Oh, say it one more time. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed Oh, say it again. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon because he has anointed Oh, say it one more time. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon because he has anointed me, 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 me. That's why I can't be fornicating with you. That's why I can't be acting the fool. That's why I can't be living in sin. Tell your neighbor, it's not you. It's me. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Say, it's not you, it's me. That's why I can't be out in the bars and going to the clubs and acting crazy. It's not you, it's me. That's why I can't be hanging out with gossipers and running from church to church and acting like I'm better than everybody else. It's not you, it's me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I have my Messiah's anointing. Tell your neighbor, it's not you, it's me. Oh, girl, you fine. You so fine, you blow my mind. You look good, girl, but I am a married man. It's not you, it's me. I can't hook up with you and go to the Hampton Inn over in Ormond. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It's not you, it's me. I got something on me. I've been empowered by the Holy Ghost. See, when you really are filled with the Holy Ghost and you know you're anointed, you ain't gonna be crawling into bed with somebody that's not your wife because there won't be room for you, her, and the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. If you knew that there was a way for you to claim the very anointing of Jesus, the Mashiach, anointing of God. Would you not claim that? Because here's what I know, God isn't answering vague prayers. God gets no glory out of answering vague prayers. Because when you pray vaguely, you don't know when it manifests whether God did it or he didn't. So, so I'm at a place in my life where I'm not gonna pray vague prayers anymore. I'm praying specifically. I'm asking God for the Yitzhar anointing of a new season. That's what I want, God. I want a new season anointing. Who wants a new season anointing in your life? I want the anointing that gives me satisfaction. The anointing, come on now. The anointing that gives me satisfaction. Who wants the satisfaction anointing in your life? I want the anointing in my life, come on now, that causes me to walk in abundance in the name of Jesus Christ. I want the anointing of the Messiah. I'm praying specifically because when I pray specifically and God does it, I know it's him. When you pray vaguely and a miracle happens, I don't know if God did it or not. I don't know if I just lucked up in it or I don't know if it really happened. No, no, when you pray specifically and then God responds to that specific prayer, then you say, oh my goodness. 
I prayed about that. I received that anointing when my pastor was preaching about it. Look what the Lord has done. Now, come on. In Ezekiel, now this is where I want to hang my hat, Now I'm going to start preaching. In Ezekiel 28, 14, you are the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. Somebody say anointed. Somebody say established. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth between the midst of the fiery stones. Now, anybody who studies the word knows that realistically, this was talking about the king of Tyre, Tyre's fall. But metaphorically and allegorically, come on, hang with me. Metaphorically, Bible theologians say this is a description of Satan. You can read it in Ezekiel 28. You can see the story of how Satan fell from heaven. And the Lord is describing, he said, you, when you were in heaven, you were the anointed cherub who covers. Now, 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 now it got real to me as I was studying this because the word anointed in Ezekiel 28, 14 is the Hebrew word memshak. Somebody say memshak. Now, the memshak anointing is the special grace and anointing given by God to bring expansion and the manifestation of miracles. It is a special anointing that God gives that brings the manifestation of miracles and provides supernatural expansion. It is the favor of God released upon your life, enabling you to possess the promises of God. I don't want to just know the promises of God. I want to possess the promises of God. It, it is a possess the land anointing. Who is ready for a possess the land anointing? It is the anointing that causes the promises of God to stop being abstract and then they make contact. It is the anointing of God that manifests the kingdom in your life. It is a possess the land anointing that causes you to step into your next season. It is a season of expansion. I wonder if there's anybody in the room ready to possess and expand and seize and get everything God has for you. Make a little noise if you're ready for that. If you knew that God could put an anointing on your life that would cause miracles to manifest and cause you to super naturally expand, who would want the Mimshak anointing to manifest in your family? Come on, 
who would want to possess the land, who would want the expanding, seizing, miracle, anointing of God to, to expand you financially, to ex come on now, to expand you professionally, to expand you emotionally, to expand you personally. I wonder if there's anybody in the room who believes that God can provide an anointing in your life that will bring supernatural expansion and miracles. Give him praise if you do. Now, maybe you're in a season where you say, wait a minute, Pastor. I like what you're saying, and I'm trying to receive it. But let me tell you about my thing. Let me tell you what's going on in my world. I feel like I've been losing ground and not gaining ground. Where's real people? I feel like I've lost some opportunities. I feel like I've lost some relationships. And we all go through seasons, wave at me if you've been there, where you feel like I'm losing and not gaining. But the Lord gave me a word for somebody in the house. Often what we see as the losing of people or things, God sees it as the decluttering and preparation for what and who's next in your life. Uh, Oh, let me say it again. God sees it as the decluttering of your life and the preparation for what's next in your life. See, see here's what I know. Everybody can expand with you. Everybody can go where you're going, and you've been, <laughs> you've been weeping and crying over who's not with you anymore and over friendships that you don't have anymore. You've been worried about what you've lost, but God said, I had to detach that from your life. I had to let that thing go because you were actually trying to hold on to something that I was ready to release you from. So, so here's what I know. I, I know you may feel uncomfortable, and I know that you may be saying, I don't understand it, Pastor. But see, God will not let you stay in a season that you have outgrown. He will not let you stay with people that you have outgrown. God bless them. That doesn't mean they ain't great folks. But God is releasing something new in your life. How many of you are ready to for God to declutter your life of the old so he can release the new? Give him praise in the room. Tell your neighbors, say, don't stay in a season you've outgrown. Don't, don't stay in a season you've outgrown. Don't stay in a season you've outgrown. It may, it, may, it may mean that you have to change crowds. It may mean that you have, to, you have to let some relationships go. I'm about to take my shoe off and throw it at somebody and hit you in the head if you don't say amen. But God is wanting to release a memshack anointing in this house. God's wanting to release something fresh in your house. God's wanting to expand you. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be trapped in a season I've outgrown. I, I, I always want to love everybody and be kind to everybody. But everybody can expand with you. Now now I'll be honest with you as a as a Bible person, somebody who loves 
to study the Word. I won't say I'm a theologian, but I'm aspiring to be one. Tell your neighbor, he trying. Come on. I'm trying. Trying to write and study and pray and open my heart to what the Lord wants to say. Because I want to bring you meat. I just just don't want to tickle your ears. I want to bring you meat. Because I'm tired of seeing people shout and do without. Come on, somebody. It's the word that will set you free. So so as as somebody who loves the Bible, and I'm speaking transparently with you, I began to get uncomfortable. I said, Lord, I don't know if I can teach that at at Ezekiel 28. Uh Uh-uh. That's connected to the devil. And you know how I feel about the devil. I don't like him. I can't, I don't, I don't want to teach nothing that's connected to the devil. And the Lord began to deal with me about this passage of Scripture. He said, do you not even know that right now the devil operates in a perverted version of the gift that I gave him for expansion? Yeah. Everything the devil does expands. Every, every agenda the devil does, it grows. Every agenda he has, it grows. Racism expands. Terrorism expands. Unrighteousness expands. The Bible even says that hell is expanding. Everything that the devil is connected to expands. And God said, do you not know, son, that if I'm allowing the devil, the the devil to operate in a perverted version of the gift that I gave him millennial ago, if I allow Satan himself to operate in that, how much more do I want to pour the Mimshak anointing over my church for expansion in the last days for miracles and wonders. How much more do I want to release it on my people? It was the Mimshak anointing that the old prophets had. It was the Mimshak anointing that rested on Jesus, that caused him to walk on water. Everywhere he went, he established the kingdom. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He did miracles. Is there anybody in the room today that can say, God, give me that Mimshak anointing? Deep, ain't it? She said, yeah. And I liked it. Hallelujah. If, because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, God said, if I give you a gift, I'm not going to take it back. He said, I'm even allowing Satan to operate in what I gave him. And if I allow Satan, the Memshach, for supernatural expansion, how much more do I want to bring miracles and wonders? Now, I'm being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. 
I've been in the glory of the Lord all week long. I, uh, I was preaching in Jacksonville last week, and I preached on the Mashiach anointing, the anointing of the Messiah. I was there Sunday morning and Sunday night. And we, on Sunday night, released the Mashiach, the anointing of the Messiah, the anointing of Jesus in the house. We, listen, if you've been by that place, it's built as thousands of, of seats in that room. They, they, are, they are a revival church. And, and we laid hands last week and released the Mashiach anointing. And the glory of the Lord was so strong on me that I have not been able to get out of it all week long. Been riding down the road, just praying in the Holy Ghost. I just, just lay, I, listen, it was so strong. And, and on Friday, I was getting ready to preach, Nathan. I was, I was thinking about today. You're going to be here tonight. And I was so thankful because I believe the Mashiach anointing is on you, son. Uh, that I believe that Memshak anointing is on you as well. The anointing to... To, to establish and expand his kingdom and the anointing to bring miracles. It's on you. Uh, I know it is. I've seen it. And, 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 and here's the deal. I was, I was praying and studying. Are you ready for this? I always try as much as I can to look into the original text of the Greek of the New Testament and the Hebrew of the Old Testament. You were the anointed, the mishmak. You were the anointed, the Mimshak, the, the Mimshak. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. And you see, here's what we got to know. Write this down. The church must have the Mimshak anointing if we are to walk fully in our miracle releasing, possess the land next season. The Mimshak anointing, as I said, is it was at work in the Old Testament prophets and the driving force behind the ever-expanding kingdom of God through Jesus. But as I read about the Memshak, you were the anointed Memshak, the cherub that covers, I established you. The King James Version says, I established you. The New King James Version says, I established you. The King James Version said, I set you up or I set you in place. I said, Lord, I understand Memshak, but what does it mean to be established? And the Lord said, I have given you permission. Nathan, stand up. This is the word of the Lord for you. You came today to hear the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord for you, son. The word established means I have given you permission. It is the Hebrew word in a t h a N. It is the Hebrew word Nathan. It is the word The Lord said, Nathan, I have given you permission. You're only seeing what you're seeing, Nathan, because Nathan. I have given you permission. Listen, there are thousands upon hundreds of thousands, if not millions of words in the Bible. But I came to the word Nathan 
on the Sunday that Nathan is here. The Lord said, Nathan, he has given you permission to see the miracles that you are seeing. The Lord said, Nathan, I have given you permission to do supernatural work in my name to expand my kingdom. Nathan, your parents didn't even know it, but they named you for my purpose. When you were born, they named you The Lord said, Nathan, I have given you permission to heal the sick. He said, Nathan, I have given you permission to speak the dry bones. I've given you permission to stir a revival, and I have given you permission to expand my kingdom supernaturally on the earth. You have my permission. Stand up, everybody. I feel something in the room. Now, why would God have me on Friday afternoon in Ezekiel? Why would he have me in that chapter looking at that verse? unless he had something to say about today. There are multitudes of words in the Bible, thousands or even millions, I'm not sure. But of all the words that I came across, I came across in direct spelling, A-T-H-A-N. And it is not an accident that as I have been preaching on the Mishnah anointing, there is a man right there laying out in the Holy Ghost. The power of God has come on the man of God, reminding the man, the man of God that I have given you permission. The Lord said that in this room tonight that he is releasing the mismock anointing all over the house, that there will be miracles. There will be supernatural expansion. Tell your neighbor, I have permission. I have permission to see my children saved. I have permission to walk in breakthrough. I have permission to see miracles in my life. I have permission. I have permission to see cancer dry up. I have permission to speak the dead dry bones. I have permission to walk in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you so much for listening to the Calvary Christian Center podcast. To learn more, visit us at calvaryfl.com.